right, glad you're with us. 271 days. You, the ultimate jury, get to shock the world again if you want. You know, I always like to use the analogy, we're all spokes in a wheel. Honestly, every spoke is important. I mean, if you like the direction of the country, now now we've got the two Americas we're talking about. We got the endless, never-ending, nonstop, single, every second, minute, hour, 24-hour day hate Trump. And then we've got Trump who's getting results. And Americans are prospering. And we're more safe and we're more secure. You know, the story we have later in the program, Jody Jones is with us. His brother Rocky was killed. And I mean, it's, it's, it's again, at what point, you know, this, if government is going to, fail us at this spectacular level. I mean, why would you ever entrust the government with the new green $94 trillion deal or the $52 trillion Medicare for all uh, over 10 years each? We only take in $4 trillion a year, and it'll be less once they get rid of the lifeblood of our economy and offer everybody everything for free. But, you know, I, I, I look at this at what point... Are they guilty of aiding and abetting criminal activity? Because in the case of Jody Jones's brother, you have a criminal alien, didn't respect our laws, our borders, our sovereignty, comes into the country, commits a brutal murder of an innocent man with a with one with a daughter, and he previously, we find out, has been arrested, not just for misdemeanor, no, violent crimes, twice deported. He'd been arrested in 2018, December 2018, for the sixth time. But because of California's sanctuary state policy, he was released from jail a few days later. He goes on a 24-hour reign of terror, injuring several Americans, robbing a gas station, leading law enforcement on a high-speed chase. They're always dangerous. And then killing 51-year-old Rocky Jones, a guy that was known as a kind and gentle soul. And now his precious daughter never gets to see her father again. And it's like the New York, no bail laws in New York. Oh, okay, whatever the crime is, you go in, they charge you, and you leave. Even violent crimes. You know, sanctuary states, California. Sanctuary cities, you know, all over the place. Um, at what time, did, at what point are they held responsible for aiding and abetting, the, the allowing this to have, facilitating this from ha for happening. I was just arrested a few days ago. They had him. Could have saved an American's life. They didn't. I mean, this is, you know, that's just one small itsy bitsy issue. And there's so many others that are in play here. It's unbelievable. Um, I will tell you, today was such a fascinating day. First, the president goes to the national prayer breakfast. You know, the president, I, I will tell you this. He has a wicked sense of humor, very funny, but at times, you know, very serious. Because what has happened now, three years of never ending lies, conspiracy theories, hoaxes, investigations. You know, you got to think of it and look at it through another way, too. I mean, all the other people in Donald Trump's life, just think of his own family. Think of somebody like Hope Hicks. You know, 
You're going to have to hire. People are hiring lawyers. You know how much Washington lawyers are? They're not cheap. I know because I have one. I've used lawyers. And I can tell you this. You end up working and paying more to your lawyer than you're making. What, what, why would people want to serve ever their government? You know, just think that they have these, these resistance deep state operatives. We cannot let this go. We cannot let quid pro quo Joe and zero experience Hunter get away with it. Because if we do, they're just going to do it again. It's like a license to go out there and do anything you want. The only people that it seems gets in trouble are conservatives. Are we ever going to resolve the General Flynn matter? Poor guy. They didn't even think it was lying. We're going to go after your son. We're going to go after your family. Well, they already got his house. He had to sell his house for lawyers. It's like roadkill to them. And those that are responsible for prosecutorial abuse, you know, withholding exculpatory information... I mean, if the FBI guys that interviewed General Flynn, we now know, never thought he was lying. Well, okay, then why did you make this guy, you know, agree that he had lied to the FBI? Well, we know the answer to that because, number one, he's out of money. And number two, they're saying, if you don't sign this, we're going after your son. 33 years of service to his country. And now he's like, you mean you're going to go after my kid? But if I sign this, you won't go after my kid? Yes. Okay. What father is not going to dive on the sword? I would. I, I'll, I'll lie, I guess. They're, they're, they're making him lie the very thing they are charging him with. And then when Comey does it, lack of candor, or Andrew McCabe does it, where's the where is the prosecution there? You know, the... The, and, and by the way, do you think this is over? I have some really bad news. It's never going to end. They can't help themselves. They are so wrapped up in this psychosis and this rage. They're already talking about the next round of investigations all over the place. Investigations because you got the House Judiciary Committee Chairman Gerald Nadler. Remember, this all started because it's a temper tantrum and they're sore losers and they never accepted the results of we smelly Walmart shopper irredeemable deplorables that, you know, them lines on a map, I guess, you know, them latte sipping where Ukraine, okay, well, who knows where Ukraine is, you know, that cling to God, our Constitution, our Bibles, our religion. Wow. Guilty is charged. Walmart shopper, guilty. Smelly, I take issue with because I take a shower often, as often as I can. But he's now saying, well, we're going to bring in Bolton. Well, we've already established that probably John Bolton is going to say that probably the president said, unless they get to the bottom of this, they're not getting the money. Which, by the way, we know the four facts Jim Jordan never change. And they got the money. What do you want? Nothing. No, just to be honest. What did the president say on the call? Be honest. Now, we also know. That Joe's saying you're not getting the $14 billion unless, uh, I'm sorry, the, the, you're not getting the billion unless you fire the prosecutor investigating my zero experience son. Now that's a big freaking deal. 
Uh, and then Zero Experience Hunter does the worst interview of any 49-year-old adult I've ever heard. And uh, you have any experience, Ukraine, oil? No, none, no. Why do you think you got it? I don't know. Maybe because your dad's the vice president? Well, probably that's it. Probably. Look at, you know, the corrupt, Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, 18, 15 U.S.C. 78. It is illegal for a person to coerce. <clears throat> you're not getting the billion. Unless you fire the guy. Or influence through bribery extortion. Billion dollars. Unless you fire the prosecutor investigating my zero experience huh, son. And if you... Do that if you're pressuring a foreign nation, well, into taking any action that might financially benefit that person, his family, (coughs) Hunter. That's that's pretty straightforward. Bribery, 18 U.S.C. 201C. Whoever corruptly gives, offers, or promises anything of value to a public official to influence an official act is guilty of bribery. Oh. You're not getting the billion. I should fire the prosecutor so we can keep paying zero experience uh, son Hunter millions. Anyway, Nadler's not stopping. We're going to bring in Bolton. The president also has an oath to faithfully execute the laws. We had sufficient evidence, prima facie case, if you will, that in fact what Hunter and Joe were doing is illegal. Oh, so he would he would be fulfilling his oath. Doesn't matter. And the president still gave them the money early in the end, a lot of it, without getting any promise, without getting any investigation, without any pressure to do an investigation. None of never happened. And by the way, if he did, it would have been a, the smart thing to do. We also know Ukraine and a Ukrainian court determined they interfered in our election. We also know Politico told us that, you know, this person, DNC operative Chalupa, you know, with digging dirt, working with Ukraine corruptly to get dirt on Trump and his campaign to influence the election. Oh, I thought they cared about that. They don't. Here's what the president said at the National Prayer Breakfast uh, earlier today. As everybody knows, my family, our great country, and your president have been put through a terrible ordeal by some very dishonest and corrupt people. They have done everything possible to destroy us and by so doing very badly hurt our nation. They know what they are doing is wrong, but they put themselves far ahead of our great country. Weeks ago and again yesterday, courageous Republican politicians and leaders had the wisdom, fortitude and strength to do what everyone knows was right. I don't like people who use their faith as justification for doing what they know is wrong. Nor do I like people who say, I pray for you, when they know that that's not so. So many people have been hurt, and we can't let that go on. And I'll be discussing that a little bit later at the White House. Now, he did go on to discuss it at the White House later in the day. And, you know, we're going to play some of these clips. I, I might play later in the show, maybe in our news roundup hour, of a more extended version. I mean, there was, he's so hilariously funny. He even actually said the word BS like Lindsey Graham said on my TV show twice the other night. I was like, whoa. 
I said, I really want, I actually said this. I go, I really want to say it. Then I'm going to have to deal with, you know, three weeks of crap and I don't feel like doing it. I wouldn't get fired over it, but I'd have to be like, sit down, get yelled at, and, you know, you know, otherwise you don't get the finger in my face. I mean, I'm, less, I'm past that. I'm, all, <laughs> I'm just past it. I don't need that headache in my life. Uh, all right, 800-941-SEAN, toll-free telephone number. But anyway, they're not stopping. Now, that's why if we don't, dema- if we don't follow through on the dirty dossier, the Hillary obstruction bleach pit, if we don't follow through on the FISA premeditated fraud on a FISA court on uh, on one citizen also spying on a presidential candidate transition team deep into the Trump presidency. If we don't get to the issues involving allied nations, intelligence community work uh, on behalf of our intelligence community leaders, not the 99 percent. Uh, outsourcing, spying on Americans to circumvent laws, we're screwed. We are. We. I'm telling you, it will. It will be bad for this country forever. We got to drain the swamp. You're the ultimate jury. Ah, uh, so they they just you know we're likely to bring in Bolton and we're going to issue subpoenas and then you got of course the the fake news industry. If they're encouraging more investigation and impeachments here, you got, uh, what, moments after the president is uh, acquitted yesterday. What do you have on fake news, CNN? Oh, double jeopardy does not imply in, uh, uh, apply in politics. This is from their chief national correspondent, uh, John King, proclaiming to the rest of the panel, looking for Trump to be retried on the charges he was just found not guilty of committing. Let's impeach him again over Ukraine. And then let's go back to Russia. And then let's go back to Stormy. And then let's go back to a check that he wrote 40 years ago. It never ends. It is a historic, epic fail. And this is why there is only one antidote. And that is fighting back and not rewarding their behavior at the ballot box Uh, But this is ripping up the speech. Um, You know, I like what Jonathan Turley said. I told you yesterday. I mean, she should resign. She should be out. Matt Gates, by the way, is intending to file ethics charges against Petty Pelosi. You know, it's it's literally James Madison one, Nancy Pelosi zero. That was in I think it was Kim Strassel in The Wall Street Journal. Well, maybe the editorial board. It is it it is. Look at what they've now put the nation through, and it's not stopping them. They're doubling down on continuing the witch hunts. They're never going to stop the witch hunts. They're never, they're, this, this is who they are. This defines them. Now, we have to ask ourselves, how do you stop it? There's one way to stop this, and that is not only shock the world and reelect the president in 271 days, but elect Republican senators and elect a Republican House, and Kevin McCarthy can be Speaker, that will end it. Because it won't happen. Then we could actually do great things for the country and maybe the world. Just, you know, let's dream big. We've all been through a lot together, and uh, we probably deserve that hand for all of us because uh, it's been a very unfair situation. Uh, I invited some of our very good friends and we have limited room but everybody wanted to come we kept it down to a minimum 
And believe it or not, this is a minimum. Uh, but a tremendous thing was done over the last number of months. But really, if you go back to it over the last number of years, we had the witch hunt. It started from the day we came down the elevator, myself and our future first lady who's with us right now. Thank you, Melania. And it never really stopped. Uh, we've been going through this now for over three years. Uh, it was evil. It was corrupt. It was dirty cops. Uh, it was leakers and liars. And this should never, ever happen to another president, ever. I don't know that other presidents would have been able to take it. Some people said, no, they wouldn't have. But I can tell you, at a minimum, uh, you have to focus on this because it can get away very quickly, no matter who you have with you. It can get away very quickly. It was a disgrace. Uh, had I not fired James Comey, who was a disaster, by the way, uh, it's possible I wouldn't even be standing here right now. We caught him in the act. Dirty cops, bad people. If this happened to President Obama, a lot of people would have been in jail for a long time already. Many, many years. That was at the White House, the two appearances of the president. He was on fire today. Funny, but serious as hell. Think about this. We now have Jerry Nadler saying, yeah, we're going back to Ukraine and John Bolton's next. We, we already... There's a prima facie case with Hunter and quid pro quo Joe and zero experience Hunter. We've outlined repeatedly what these statutes are. The very thing they're supposedly outraged about. Uh, we're making some progress on the Russia, the origins of the Russia investigation, but it's slow. I mean, remember, Michael Horowitz vindicated all the things we've reported on this program while the media mob lied for three straight years. And what is the media mob telling us now? Well, within seconds after the acquittal, Double jeopardy doesn't apply in politics. They can go back and do it again. And Nadler's saying they're going to do it again. And you've got uh, Jamie Raskin, who's on the Judiciary Committee. You know, the, the country needs to hear now from John Bolton. And then you got the compromised, corrupt, congenital liar, Adam Schiff, you know, saying the facts will come out in, in the end. In all their horror, they will come out. He's that, that's when he's taking a breath after saying that. What if Donald Trump... What if he gives Alaska to the Russians? He can give Alaska, and then so the Russians will help him. If abuse of power is not impeachable, even though it is clear the founders considered the highest of all high crimes and misdemeanors, but if it were not impeachable, then a whole range of utterly unacceptable conduct in a president would now be beyond reach. Trump could offer Alaska to the Russians in exchange for support in the next election or decide to move to Mar-a-Lago permanently and let Jared Kushner run the country, delegating to him the decision whether to go to war. Do you hear this, Matt? This is how sick this has gotten. And some of you say, Hannah, it's hyperbole. You're talking about Trump derangement syndrome, rage every second minute, hour of every 24-hour day. This, this is it. This is what I'm telling you. You know, I mean, Nancy Pelosi, there's actually more details. They went back and looked at the tape and apparently she was preparing to rip the papers like she was beginning the, to, the tears in the papers at different points. You could catch it and we'll show it on TV tonight. So that was all planned. That was a show. Talk about the, Sh the Schumer Schiff Sham show. Yeah, you've got uh, Pelosi and her own little Schiff Sham show. It's unbelievable. It is 
Do they ever think about the country? Now, again, we've got Hunter, zero experience, and we've got Joe. Do they ever talk about that? No. They ever talk about Russian interference and the congenital liars call that he thinks he's t- talking to a Russian colluding with a Russian about compromising materials and uh, naked pictures of Trump. And it's okay, not, and Sabusova. I, I, I like it my way now at this point. Compromising materials. What's the nature of the compromise? Uh, pictures of naked Trump. Naked, naked Trump. Does Vladimir know? But of course, Vladimir know about compromising materials and naked pictures of Trump. I mean, he's on tape doing this. The only one that paid for Russian dirt was Hillary Clinton. In a pretty humorous moment, Donald Trump said today that Hillary and the DNC paid millions for the dossier. He actually goes, I should have sued Christopher Steele. And, you know, I wrote this down because that was where a thing called the insurance policy. To me, when I saw the insurance policy, and that was done long before the election, that was done when they thought that Hillary Clinton was going to win. And by the way, Hillary Clinton and the DNC paid for millions, millions of dollars, the fake dossier. And now Christopher Steele admits that it's a fake because he got sued by rich people. I should have sued him too, but when you're president, People don't like suing. I want to thank my legal team, by the way, not for that advice, but for (laughs) other advice. I mean, I know the I feel the desire to sue people. I mean, the bar is so freaking high if you're a public figure. You know how much I mean, I have all my social media that has been compromised. You know that our web guy says there's like 250. I'm sorry, 2500 attempts a day. To hack into the site. My social media, what, did, what was the word they used? The Twitter compromised. They admitted it. You know, it was nothing there, but it just was compromised. So, of course, now I don't have the ability. My, I have no ability to get on any of my social media accounts. The only way I get to tweet is if I, run, I have to run it through people. That's the only way it gets tweeted out. And, and Facebooked out. And Instagrammed out. I'm, I don't even have the passwords. And... I can't get on my own accounts. You know, I'm like in a prison. You know, it's like, okay. And then my text messages are released. Uh, well, only, what, 11, 1,200 of them. Not, not bad. And then, of course, then they're, they're the special counsels interviewing people. Hannity sending you secret coded messages from the president. I mean, it's spectacular insanity. And then we, we literally live through a real Russia hoax, if you will, conspiracy, if you will. I mean, Hillary bought a dirty Russian dossier filled with not only unverifiable lies, but now debunked lies. You know, Trump, Ritz-Carlton, Russia, uh, hookers urinating in bed. This is not okay. Not okay. You're right. And the same group of people in the mob and the media and Democrats, they don't really care about Trump-Russia collusion, because if they did, guess what? They'd be all over the dirty dossier. They didn't care about obstruction either, or else they'd care about the deleted emails and the bleach bit and the hammers. You know, if they cared about election interference, wow, with Russia, we got it. If they cared about 
constitutional civil liberties, they'd care a lot more about Carter Page and General Flynn and others. If they cared about Ukrainian election interference, they would look really deep at the DNC operative Chalupa, as chronicled in the January 11, 2017 Politico investigative report. But they don't care. It's only what can we do to bludgeon Trump? And while we're bludgeoning Trump, we're going to ignore zero experience Hunter being paid millions and quid pro quo Joe uh, shaking down Ukraine to fire a prosecutor or he's not going to get they're not going to get the billion dollars of taxpayer money, which, by the way, is now that justifies the president's what's going on with Hunter and Joe. Prima facie case. We've identified all the laws. The media ever tell you that? No. Have they identified the laws? No. All they've done is say, oh, no serious person thinks Joe or Hunter have done anything wrong. I, I mean, you see how it's this is like a, a form of madness. That we now are living these times are troubling times, because if you're if you have half the country that can't see that hypocrisy and are that hell bent on doing nothing for the American people except uh, attack one person because they can't beat that person. then we've got a you know, we got a problem as a country moving forward as a country. And if you love the country, you want to leave a better, a more perfect union for our kids and our grandkids. Kind of, you know, I'm older now. It doesn't really matter about me. It really doesn't. You know, I mean, she's ripping at the papers beforehand. It was a show. It was a, it was prepared theater. She didn't rip him when she left. She did it right after the speech on purpose. She was planning it the whole time. Now, it was a distraction. Maybe now we have know why she was so distracted. Because she was preparing for her show. And, you know, the eyes and the mumbling and... You know, boop, 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 boop. these people are nuts. This uh, absolute; these are insane times, and the mob and the media—it's sick. It is beyond sick. But I will say this: they now love their favorite Republican, and that would be Mitt Romney. The profiling courage, fake news, Acosta, Don Lemon, Mitt Romney talking about faith and duty and doing what's right. I just want to go through the list here. John King, Nicole Wallace, our old friend. She ran the McCain campaign. If you believe the book that was written about it, and the movie was turned into a movie, uh, it says Nicole didn't vote for John McCain. That's interesting. Uh, But anyway, Romney stood in the well, and he seemed to be reaching for the ghost of John McCain. I'm like, (laughs) you can't. Well, that's the same. Mitt Romney, I hope you know. Those are the same people. That were many of them in the media mob, not all of them, not specifics here, but the media mob, they're the ones that called you a misogynist and a sexist and a racist and everything else that they called you. Now you're the best friend. You know, well done. Take a bow. Americans would most like to see 6% said Mitt Romney's tax returns. Yeah. Because I believe we will discover that the man has not paid a nickel in the United States federal income tax. We have a felon running for president. Uh, Mitt Romney put his foot in his mouth more times in this election. From uh, he, he, he pulled that move. He uh, uh, was uh, he went out there and made a birther joke. Remember, he, he decided to make a birther joke. Negro, you are on TV. How did you make a birther joke? Okay, and- I have been called many things. <laughs> uh, Mitt Romney has been called many things in 2012 and beyond, but I'm going to go with here on Berlin. I mean, I could just keep going all day. 
Now he's a ch- now they love their hero. Um, by the way, look at what's happening. We still we only have ninety seven percent of the vote in, but Bernie's catching up. Now you got them trying to st- rip off Bernie again. I got to get Donna Brazil back on the radio show. We book her, and I want to pull the passages from the book when she made the phone call and said, "Yeah, Bernie, you were cheated." And then what do you think the whole dirty dossier leaked to the likes of David Korn and Michael Isikoff were? Oh, to make Americans think that Donald Trump had hookers in his room in a Moscow Ritz urinating on his bed. Oh, that wasn't Russian misinformation. Finally, even the New York Times said the dirty bought and paid for dossier was likely Russian misinformation from the get go. Oh, and by the way, just so you know, we have a top Iowa Democrat has figured out why this debacle happened in the caucus. Uh, in their own conspiracy theory, they are now blaming Trump. Wow. Ken Sager, state Democratic Central Committee member, among those answering the hotline caucus nights that people called in and expressed support for Trump. And the phone number became public after people posted photos of the caucus paperwork. It's Trump's fault. Donald Trump is responsible for their screw up in Iowa. Well, you're going to blame him for Obamacare and the fact that, you know, nearly 40 percent of Americans only have one exchange option and that. On average, we're paying almost 200% more and that millions lost their doctor's plan and they're paying less. I mean, they're all paying more. I thought we were going to, average family's going to save $2,500 a year. No, nope. Trump supporters flood the hotline. That's why it happened. Oh, okay. And then, by the way, then they issued, they actually gave updates and then they had to correct the updates. But we're going to let them run health care and take away the lifeblood of our economy, oil and gas. Uh, now the DNC chairman is calling for a re-canvas in Iowa. OK, great job. You know, and oh, and they want to change the rules to allow Bloomberg into the debates. Well, Joe's falling apart. He came in fourth. Let's try Bloomberg. At least he can fund his own campaign. And if that doesn't work, uh, we'll work on something new. All right. When we come back, load it up. We'll check in. Newt Gingrich, he's been really ripping on Nancy Pelosi, the Democrats. And also we have uh, Greg Jarrett is going to be joining us. The saddest story, well, well, no, there were a number of sad stories in the State of the Union, but the president illustrating the madness of sanctuary cities. You know, we know know the case in San Francisco. I think the family has asked people not to talk about it anymore. I want to honor them. But Jody Jones is the brother of Rocky Jones. Rocky Jones has a daughter, I would think, what, five brothers? There's five of them. I think he was the oldest. And he gets killed on December, in December 2018. The guy that killed him was released because of California sanctuary state policy. And the guy had been, you know, six times violent, arrested for violent crimes. At one point, are they culpable when something like this happens? That's all coming up. 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. I don't like people who use their faith as justification for doing what they know is wrong. Nor do I like people who say, I pray for you, when they know that that's not so. So many people have been hurt, and we can't let that go on. And I'll be discussing that a little bit later at the White House. Uh, But some of the people here have been incredible warriors. They're warriors. And there's nothing from a legal standpoint. This is 
a political thing. And every time I'd say, this is unfair, let's go to court, they'd say, sir, you can't go to court. This is politics. And we were treated unbelievably unfairly. And you have to understand, uh, we first went through Russia, Russia, Russia. It was all (laughs) We then went through the Mueller report. And they should have come back one day later. They didn't. They came back two years later, after lives were ruined, after people went bankrupt, after people lost all their money. All right, hour two, Sean Hannity show, and that is the president at the prayer breakfast and then at the White House uh, later in the day. I mean, I mean, that really captures everything we've been through for three years, never ending. And I'd like to be able to say, and well, I can say and mean this, that, you know, ultimately you are the ultimate jur- jury. You're, you get to decide. You get to shock the world again in 271 days. Anyway, former Speaker of the House Newt Gingrich had some very powerful comments uh, as it relates to Nancy Pelosi's temper tantrum and her antics at the State of the Union. He tweeted out, you know, I introduced Bill Clinton four times when I was Speaker of the House and remarking, you know, referring to his time in office. One time it was in the middle of the scandal. Every time, because of the dignity of the House and the Constitution, I used the right phrase. And then he said the idea that Pelosi would tear up her copy of the State of the Union address uh, was childish and so beneath the dignity of the House. Uh, Couldn't agree more. Mr. Speaker, how are you? I'm doing well. Interestingly, uh, Jonathan Turley, the liberal Democratic attorney, uh, wrote a column today saying that she has so disgraced the House that she really should not be Speaker. And uh, to have someone like Turley say that, and I think he's essentially right because First of all, the State of the Union is a constitutionally required speech or report. It doesn't have to be a speech, but it's a report. So, so the president is operating under the Constitution to do the right thing. She is then demeaning that in front of the entire country in a way that, as I said in, in my tweet, you know, having been speaker, having sat behind Bill Clinton for four consecutive years, Having shaken his hand every time, and by, by the way, the right phrase. I did watch it. And I said, "I want to say hi, Newt. How are you doing?" Got to say, I'm teasing. Go ahead. Oh. I got to. I got to bring no, some I, levity to this. Well, I got to tell you, one. Uh, I think it was the very first time uh, he came in in '95, and he and you know, if you'll notice, the president hands each of them a copy of the speech, and so Clinton turns and he hands me this envelope, and I open it, and it says, "Dear Speaker Gingrich." You're right. I resign. William Jefferson Clinton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this thing. And I'm wow. It to Al Gore. Wow. <laughs> and Clinton turns around and says, "Oops, I gave you the wrong thing." Uh. <laughs> <laughs> it back. But 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 I'm just I'm, I want to use that as an example. You know, you can be deeply disagreeing and not have to be a childish seventh grader involved in a bullying match. And and what Nancy did and the way she did it. I watched it, and I just thought to myself, what a despicable act to demean the entire country, to demean the Constitution, to demean the office of Speaker, which, remember, the Speaker of the House is the only office in the legislative branch that is designated by the Constitution, and she is third in line to be president. And she ought to have some national obligation to be patriotic. Uh, And instead, what we get is this kind of 
amazingly childish behavior, I thought. You know, but this has been three years of this, Mr. Speaker. This, this, this has never stopped. You know, what I'm saying to people, if we look at everything now through the prism of an election in 271 days, everything matters. Uh, historically, peace and prosperity drive elections. Uh, are you better off than you were four years ago? That question, I think, can be answered with an affirmative yes in, in, by every measure. Promises made and kept. Foreign policy success. Baghdadi, Soleimani, the caliphate. Uh, economic record, unemployment, low record after record after record impacting every single demographic, thankfully, in this country. Uh, the manufacturing jobs that weren't coming back are coming back. Trade deals with China. So my question is, what have they done for the last three years except this? Because I follow this closely. You, I can't see much. Well, look, I think we're going to have a very clear choice this fall. Um, you have a president who, by the way, uh, I think has endured a beating unlike any president except Abraham Lincoln. I mean, the level of vitriol and hostility, and I think what's really offended him the most is, is the pain it causes his family. I mean, Trump's a big boy. He, he can play in this league. But when, when your family gets smeared, when you have the kind of vitriol and the kind of nastiness, and you have to endure it every single day, and there's no way to get around it because these people are your mortal enemies. And, and that is what we're up against. I mean, from the standpoint of the left, you know, they are the mortal enemies of Donald Trump, and they will hate him as long as he's in office. Uh, and, in fact, they'll hate him after that, but it won't be a functioning matter anymore. And that's what we're facing. These, these are people who have a pathological need to go after the President of the United States and cause him as much pain as they can. Uh, and I think from his perspective, you know, after I reflected on it, I think he was right not to shake her hand. I mean, she clearly was setting up to despise him. She says things every day that indicate she despises him. Well, why would you have an obligation to be positive and pretend you're friends to a person who's openly telling the world she hates you? And I think that he's exactly right. And I, and I think he was also right today to point out that when she said she prays for him, that was about as despicably dishonest as you can get. I mean, to, to lie about prayer strikes me as being about as low as you can get. And that's exactly what she was doing. I think I'm probably the only one in the media, and i got to tip my hat to you. You did it in your book on the president that was a bestseller that actually scrolls all of his promises made and kept and all of his success. We've watched a lot of States of the Union over the years. You a few more than me, not many, but a couple more. I never saw a better speech oh, in my on, life. I'm a lot older than you. Okay, but I'm being nice. Let me be nice. Um, All right. But but I'm listening to that speech, and he's just going through record after record after record of accomplishment. And to me, it was to me it was the best State of the Union I'd ever seen. And I'm, I, it was stunning. And when you compare it to what they, they all that they've done, and just hating him full time. I mean, you're right. This is a. I don't even think it's a choice election. This is a America on the brink tipping point election because God help us with their new Green Deal and Medicare for all, $94 trillion, $54 trillion. No, it is. It's so important. I have a book out in June called The Trump Effect, and it specifically is like my old-time GoPack tapes. It's designed to say to the country, look, you have two futures here. You, we have not faced this big a choice since 1860. I mean— you have people on the left who hate America 
They want to use the law to force you and me to change our lives. They want to have all control in the government. Uh, and if they get a chance to win, we will not be the same country a year later. And then you have what Trump has done, which is truly one of the most extraordinary achievements in American history. I mean, if you, if you look at what he's accomplished just in judges, where I think he and McConnell have been historic in their focus and their discipline, and they have steadily improved, you know, in a way that you could never have imagined. One out of every four federal judges right now has been nominated by Trump, approved by the Senate. One out of every four, two U.S. Supreme Court justices, just in that one zone. If you take regulations, they've been repealing seven regulations for every new regulation. That's beginning to decentralize America out of Washington and give the American people a chance uh, to actually run their own lives again. So I, I look upon this as, <clears throat> as one of the most historic presidencies, period, and somebody who is changing America. And what we're going to decide this fall is a real referendum. Is this the direction we want to go in, creating jobs, reducing government, lowering taxes, standing up for American values and American interests, or do we, in fact, want to go back to the left uh, and, and do the kind of things that the left would want us to do? I, I can't imagine a more important or a more decisive election. What do you make of what happened in Iowa with the Democrats? Um, because, <laughs> I, I mean, you can't make this up. Now, by the way, they're the only ones that actually were involved in colluding with Russia and then independently Ukraine with the DNC, according to Politico in a Ukrainian court, um, which is a fascinating they, – they're taking on such breathtaking hypocrisy. We know what happened with Obamacare. We're all paying 200 percent more. Forty percent of the country has one choice. Millions lost their doctors and plans. Um, now that they, they rigged an election last time against Bernie. They tried to rig it against Trump. Now they're, now they're going to try and, what, rig another primary? Well, look, if you look – and I was just looking at the numbers a while ago – if you look at the way the news media has distorted what happened in Iowa, uh, the fact is Bernie came in first in the first round. The fact is Bernie came in first in the second round. So if you were just counting votes, which is not what they're reporting, Bernie beat Buttigieg. But the way they rigged it, and it makes Buttigieg look like he might have tied Bernie or he might be slightly ahead of Bernie. So he gets a nice little bounce going into New Hampshire. But the truth is uh, Bernie won that. And I think, you know, and the truth is, and I wrote a column this week entitled Bye Bye Biden, um, Hello Bloomberg. Uh, and, and I predicted in that, in that newsletter, I think there's a very good chance that you're going to end up seeing uh, a genuine open convention uh, in Milwaukee. I agree. I'm more and more, I'm seeing utterly it. Utterly fascinating. All right. We'll take a break. Former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich, I want to ask you um, we have a mutual friend. Rush Limbaugh. I know how close you've been with him over the years. Uh, your thoughts about what happened at the State of the Union and as he battles and fights back against this cancer uh, diagnosis. All right, as we continue, former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich, um, we have known each other for all these years. I had the honor of being the MC uh, the very of your event the night you became the Speaker of the House. Um, I look at three waves of conservatism in our era and we have, of course, Reagan, the contract with you, and I would argue now transformational, a transformational presidency with Trump. But one figure has been the leader in this movement in so many ways, and that's our mutual friend Rush. And you saw what happened the other night. Well, first of all, of course, I hope all of us will keep Rush in our prayers. Uh, Absolutely. Very tough uh, when you have stage four 
uh, it was a real shock to me, as I'm sure it was to you. Uh, and and uh, so I think, first of all, uh, just, just his health and his uh, survival, uh, it's something all of us uh, feel deeply about. Uh, I thought it was wonderful what the president did the other night. Uh, I thought it was typical of how despicable the Democrats have gotten, uh, that a number of them uh, were mean-spirited and nasty uh, in a way that there's no reason to be. Uh, but I thought it was very, very much uh, like Trump to realize that here's a, here's a moment when he can uh, boost the morale of a friend of his, somebody who's been good to him, who he's known for many years uh, down in Palm Beach. And, and uh, I think uh, at Mar-a-Lago, uh, and I, I'm sure that uh, Trump thought that this would be a morale boost and, you know, might help him uh, survive. And I think I thought it was a very, very nice gesture. And I thought the way they did it um, with uh, uh, Mrs. Trump putting the metal on right there, and, and I think you could tell it really emotionally meant a lot to Rush. There's no doubt about it. But, you know, I, I can't imagine, Mr. Speaker, you know, going through these times without his powerful voice. I mean, and all the years, and and you guys are close, and we've become close, all of us. Well, we have just two things. Gay Gaines is a dear friend of ours who you know well. She and Stanley, they, many years ago, she had Rush and Bill Bennett and me down at the same time. And we have this great picture of the three of us pretending we're a band. And, uh, <laughs> By the way, Gay is a great she woman. She and I treasure. Yeah, she's and great. She's great. Was a, and so we, we go back. That was before Rush even had a place in Florida. And so, I mean, I, I just have spent many years listening to Rush, talking with him. I would say, in all honesty, in 1994, that he was absolutely invaluable. Remember, back then, we didn't have Fox News. You were just beginning to emerge. You weren't yet a national figure. And Rush was clearly the most important single national player from the conservative movement standpoint. And he did great work that year. Uh, and I think uh, without him, we might well not have won. And certainly without him, conservatives would not have had a reasoned critique of the left uh, because he was both very funny and very smart simultaneously. All right. Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich, great to hear from you. He is in our prayers. The, the good news is I, I believe in prayer and I believe our science advancement the research has come. And even in the last five years, they've made incredible strides. These wonderful people that that work to heal us. Um, and that's where our hearts are for him. Uh, Mr. Speaker, thank you. 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. Uh, all right. The legal aspects. Now the Republicans, by the way, they said, you know what? Now we're going to look into quid pro quo Joe and zero experience Hunter. Greg Jarrett on the legal aspects next. We've all been through a lot together and uh, we probably deserve that hand for all of us because uh, it's been a very unfair situation. Uh, I invited some of our very good friends and we have limited room, but everybody wanted to come. We kept it down to a minimum and believe it or not, this is a minimum, uh, but a tremendous thing was done over the last number of months but really if you go back to it over the last number of years we had the witch hunt it started from the day we came down the elevator myself and our future first lady who's with us right now thank you Melania. and it never really stopped uh, we've been going through this now for over three years uh, it was evil it was corrupt it was dirty cops uh, it was leakers and liars, and this should never, ever happen to another president, ever. I don't know that other presidents would have been able 
to take it. Some people said no, they wouldn't have. But I can tell you, at a minimum, uh, you have to focus on this because it can get away very quickly, no matter who you have with you. It can get away very quickly. It was a disgrace. Uh, had I not fired James Comey, who was a disaster, by the way, uh, it's possible I wouldn't even be standing here right now. We caught him in the act. Dirty cops, bad people. If this happened to President Obama, a lot of people would have been in jail for a long time already. Many, many years. And they're still not in jail, which raises a lot of different issues here. And I know that there was a limited scope and parameters that the Inspector General report, which vindicated all of our reporting and our ensemble cast reporting, everything from the Espionage Act and obstruction of justice and bleach bit and hammers and, yeah, the dirty Russian dossier, unverifiable, premeditated fraud on a FISA court, bulk of information to take away the civil liberties of Carter Page and spy on a opposition party presidential candidate, their transition team, and deep into the presidency of Donald Trump. And then two weeks later, I mean, just two weeks ago, we find out, yeah, the DOJ is acknowledging FISA fraud. This is just the beginning. Can't wait to get, you know, the difference between Horowitz and Durham and Barr is they're not they're not locked into the confines of the DOJ and FBI for their investigation. And it has taken them far and wide and across the pond and over to Great Britain and Italy. And a lot of people are here in Australia also being interviewed. And as they are looking into the origins of the Russia witch hunt, now we have this whole other issue that has emerged. Has the president's been acquitted? Well, we have quid pro quo Joe and zero experience Hunter. What, are we supposed to let it go? I don't think so. Otherwise, we have a dual justice system. Otherwise, we have it, it's, it will just reward them for this behavior, weaponizing the tools of intelligence in the Russia case. Uh, the powerful tools, the 1%, not the 99, or the FBI, you know, corruption at a level that is unimaginable, trying to influence the outcome of an election, protecting one person who should have been indicted, and then turning their sights on, you know, four separate investigations into Trump, and they come up empty, and then they come up with the Ukrainian thing. Uh, Senators Chuck Grassley and Ron Johnson sent a letter to the Secret Service Director, James Murray, Wednesday, asking for clarification on whether Hunter Biden used government-sponsored travel to help conduct private business. And by the way, Grassley and Johnson, they chair the Senate Committee on Finance and the Committee on Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs. They have requested these records of zero experience Hunter from the State and Treasury Departments. Anyway, they, they're, they're asking for a description of the protective detail of, that Hunter Biden may have received during his father's time in office. Good for them. Uh, Lindsey Graham, Senate Judiciary Committee Chair. The day of reckoning is coming for congressional and Senate oversight of Joe Biden. Now, the very thing, this is the breathtaking hypocrisy every Democrat, everyone in the mob and the media took on. You got Joe bragging, you're not getting the billion unless you fire the prosecutor I know is investigating my zero experience son who's being paid 83 grand a month, millions and millions of dollars, and he wants to keep getting paid. Now, our friend Greg Jarrett, and we have pointed this out numerous times, has identified, oh, the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act. Uh, that's 15 U.S.C. 78. 
It is illegal for a person to coerce. <clears throat> You're not getting the billion. Or influence through bribery or extortion. You're not getting the billion unless you fire him. If you fire him, you get the billion. A foreign nation into taking action that might financially benefit uh, that person or his family. Hunter, zero experience. Or the Bribery Act, 18 U.S.C. 201C. Whoever corruptly gives, offers, or promises anything of value to a public official, <coughs> billion dollars, to influence an official act, fire the prosecutor, is guilty of bribery. Think about that. If it's perfectly, then he, we've identified the Gratuities Act, we've the Hobbs Act. They're all applicable. And Greg Jarrett is here to break all that down. Then we'll get into the Russia issue. But there is some hope now that they're actually going to follow up on this. I agree, Sean, and it's not just Senators Ron Johnson and Chuck Grassley, but as you point out, Lindsey Graham. And and Lindsey Graham not only wants to uh, get to the bottom of what is obviously an objectively suspicious behavior by Joe Biden and Hunter Biden that merited an investigation, which Trump requested, um, but, but it's also the whistleblower. And, you know, Senator Graham has said he wants to hold hearings and call the whistleblower, who is not entitled, by the way, to anonymity, because he is not a whistleblower under the law, so says the Office of Legal Counsel of the Department of Justice in an 11-page opinion that they issued several months ago. So, you know, this individual uh, does not uh, receive identity protection, and, and it wouldn't apply anyway to members of Congress. So I think we need to get to the bottom, and I think what you're going to find out is that this was all a setup, that it wasn't just the whistleblower that was involved, but maybe uh, Vindman on the National Security Council, uh, and maybe Adam Schiff uh, and his staff that colluded, if you will, with uh, the whistleblower, who's a faux whistleblower, in order to invent a pretext to impeach the president. Uh, all of which is true. So we really do need the congenital liar, the compromised congenital liar. What was the contact with the hearsay whistleblower? Was advice given? Did they coordinate? Uh, this non-whistleblower hearsay whistleblower, apparently two weeks into the Trump administration, a report saying that he and another Obama holdover were talking about getting rid of Donald Trump. Um OK, so they've brought this country to the brink once again and the president wins again. I don't know how many more times they'll do it, but Nadler is already and Schiff are already talking about it. So the question here is these statutes that you've identified are straightforward. They're unambiguous. I'm not an attorney. I read them and it seems like they fit perfectly into what Joe Biden bragged about and the money that Hunter Biden uh, was paid and the interview that he gave, admitting he had zero experience, none whatsoever. Right. The Foreign Corrupt Practices Act, and you identified the specific statute, basically says that it, it is a crime for a, an American public official to use his office to confer a benefit uh, on a foreign government in exchange for something of value to himself or a family member. In this case, it would be Hunter Biden. And, you know, Joe Biden bragging on tape is evidence enough to launch an investigation. I think one of the first people uh, that should be uh, interviewed would be Victor Shokin, the fired prosecutor, who has already filed 
a criminal complaint in Ukraine's State Bureau of Investigation alleging that he was the victim of Joe Biden's extortion uh, to protect his son. And so, you know, let's. Well, begin you know, it's funny. I mean, I, I've never spoken to anybody in Ukraine in my life, but I have the best staff on TV, you know, because you work with them every day. And my staff did call Shokin and said, would you like to go on the Sean Hannity show or I'm sorry, Hannity on TV? And even that got leaked. I thought I thought all the leaking uh, of, let's see, my text messages, the 302s about me. I thought that was all over, Greg, because, you know, I've been shut down. I haven't had social media now for years. Uh, I thought maybe after that was compromised, but apparently not. Yeah, well, you know, it was Adam Schiff who uh, managed to obtain, I, I think, potentially illegally, and then uh, published or leaked uh, various individuals' telephone numbers, including Congressman Devin Nunes and others. Uh, I think your name was on the list. Can I ask and, a question? Uh, Do I have a sure. lawsuit in any of this, or I'm just stuck as a public figure and I have to take it? Well, it's a very good question. It depends on how Adam Schiff had actually obtained it. Uh, and, and we don't know the answer to that question because Schiff uh, doesn't want to talk about it. Schiff didn't want to be a witness. Initially, he wanted the whistleblower to be a witness, but when it was revealed that Schiff had lied about his contact and coordination or his staff with the whistleblower, he clammed up and then said, and nobody's going to talk to the whistleblower. You couldn't even ask a question about the whistleblower as Republican members of the House Intelligence Committee uh, found out during the public hearings. So there's a cover-up involved here, and Adam Schiff is knee-deep in it. Let's go to the new news. Uh, now, I've been asking, where's Director Ray? Uh, I don't quite understand if if I represented the greatest law enforcement agency, which I believe the FBI is on the face of this earth. They are. This is it. This is the elite of the elite. The great 99 percent that do an honest, great job to protect us every day, just like the same in the intelligence community. It's only one percent that's corrupt here. Um, anyway, they he goes before J- likes of Jim Jordan and Louis Gohmert. And grilling him on the FBI's conduct and the lack of response to the FISA abuse scandal. And it didn't go well for the FBI director. And I'm trying to understand why he's not cleaning up the premier law enforcement agency in the entire world. Because I think he's trying to protect uh, the image of the FBI, which has been badly damaged. You know, if you look very closely at the proposed changes he has offered to fix the FISA abuses, there um, there requirements that, by law, the FBI is already uh, supposed to be doing, and they haven't been doing. You know, for too long, the FBI has been lying to the FISA court. They've been filing all kinds of uh, FISA applications um, with deception and omissions. These fixes are not fixes at all. They would allow the FBI to continue to snooker the FISA court. I, I think, frankly, the FISA court has outlived its usefulness. We ought to go back. It ought to be, and it comes up for renewal in the next month, it ought to be eliminated. And we go back to the system where you have to go to a federal judge. There has to be a hearing. Uh, there can be some advocacy on the other side um, because it, the FISA doesn't work anymore. Stay right there. Greg Jarrett, more on the other side. One of the people featured by the president at the State of the Union uh, coming up in just a second. 
All right, as we continue, Greg Jarrett is with us, Fox News legal analyst, author of the best-selling books on the deep state. All right, so what do you expect, what can we expect from Durham and Barr? Because the inspector general, I think, vindicated all of your work, all of my work, all of the work of a, a really dedicated but small team that we have put together. Um, I think there's more coming. Oh, I agree with you. I, and we already got a taste of it when uh, on the day the inspector general report came out and said they didn't really find that that the initiation, the launch of the Trump-Russia investigation in the summer of 2016 was properly predicated. Immediately, the attorney general and separately the inspector or the uh, U.S. attorney, John Durham, both issued statements saying we disagree with that. So they already have evidence that the FBI broke their own rules and regulations in investigating Donald Trump. The question is, you know, were these uh, criminal acts of corruption uh, designed to damage the president and help Hillary Clinton get elected? And when that failed, uh, did they violate their regulations and the law even further uh, by lying to the president, uh, by uh, escalating their investigation when they knew there was no evidence. I think in the end we're going to find out uh, that uh, Durham may have a, a basis to charge criminally several individuals. Unbelievable. Uh, great work, and I know you're staying on it, Greg Jarrett. And I'm again, I'm pleading with the FBI director, clean up the world's premier law enforcement agency. Do it for the sake of the 99% of great agents we have that risk their lives to protect us every day. Just like the 99% in the intel community that don't deserve uh, uh, in, at, at any, any type of negative comments considering they're risking their lives and we're entrusting them with the most powerful tools of intelligence. Uh, 800-941-SHAWN, toll-free telephone number. You want to be a part of the program. News Roundup, Information Overload. When we come back, Jody Jones, a guest at the State of the Union of the President, talking about the experience uh, of the president's leadership, his brother Rocky, who was taken way too soon from the world, next. Stay right here for our final news roundup and information overload. In December 2018, California police detained an illegal alien with five prior arrests, including convictions for robbery and assault. But as required by California's sanctuary law, local authorities released him. Days later, the criminal alien went on a gruesome spree of deadly violence. He viciously shot one man going about his daily work. He approached a woman sitting in her car and shot her in the arm and in the chest. He walked into a convenience store and wildly fired his weapon. He hijacked a truck and smashed into vehicles, critically injuring innocent victims. One of the victims is a terrible, terrible situation. Died, 51-year-old American named Rocky Jones. Rocky was at a gas station when this vile criminal fired eight bullets at him from close range, murdering him in cold blood. Rocky left behind a devoted family, including his brothers, who loved him more than anything else in the world. One of his grieving brothers is here with us tonight. Jody, would you please stand? Jody, thank you. 
Jody, our hearts weep for your loss, and we will not rest until you have justice. That was the president at the State of the Union address, a very powerful moment, uh, talking about Rocky Jones. Uh, Jody Jones is from California on December 17th, 2018. Jody's brother, Rocky, shot and killed by an illegal immigrant in California. The criminal alien had committed this brutal murder, had previously been arrested for violent crimes and had twice been deported. This same person was arrested in December of 2018 for the sixth time. But because of California's sanctuary state policy, he was released from jail. What did he do a few days later? He went on a 24-hour reign of terror and injuring several people, robbing a gas station, leading law enforcement on a high-speed chase, and killing 51-year-old Rocky, who was known as a kind, gentle, wonderful human being. Rocky leaves behind a precious daughter and four brothers. Jody Jones is with us today, and this is his brother we're talking about. Jody, first I want to say on behalf of my audience, I know I speak for everybody. I'm so sorry. I, 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 the, uh, your country let you down. The state let you down. They had every indication. This never should have happened. And it's happening. And you're not the only family. And I've met many others. I agree with you. Thank you very much. It means a lot to us. Um, Yeah, there's a big problem uh, that's going on right now in our country. And it's. uh, I think President Trump is uh, uh, doing a great job in uh, trying to address the issue uh, with... um, um, holding uh, these lawmakers accountable uh, because right now what's going on is they can really write anything they want and um, never be held accountable. Um, And it's really breaking our communities down because a lot of these new laws that's coming out is um, they're protecting the criminals. And, and when you start protecting the criminals, you stop protecting the, the communities and the good law abiding citizens of this great nation. And, when is enough enough? How many people are going to have to die before somebody before it stops falling on deaf ears and somebody says, "Okay, enough's enough." You know, let's start doing the right thing. Well, I I I don't I don't even know. This is such a fundamental thing to me, uh, Jody. It really is. Okay, you didn't respect our laws, our borders, our sovereignty. You come into the country and. And I know many people come in because they only want a better life for their families and they're law abiding. I get that. But we don't know if we don't control our borders. We don't know. Yeah. Uh, I'd like Mr. to have Henry. the opportunity to vet people. But here, more importantly, then you commit violent, not just a crime, violent crimes. And we let you out and then you kill more Americans. It is it is it is unforgivable to me at this point. We have to admit a, a very hard truth is that they, the government in these states, are, are, they, they are partly responsible for this. Yes, absolutely. We agree with you, and our family agrees with you so 100%. Um, we were definitely let down. And if, and if we can do anything that in our power to prevent this to happen in the future, that is why we're doing all this. Um, you know, the president was gracious enough to invite our family to Washington, D.C., uh, to honor our brother. <clears throat> and um, in the State of the Union, when he mentioned my brother, and he was honoring my brother, 
when everybody was clapping, you know, there's certain people that didn't stand, you know, I, I want to address that if I could, please. Uh, there's, the, you know, again, I don't care how much you like somebody or not. Uh, something like this, it should be a bipartisan issue. It should be about protecting um, the citizens of the United States. And right now, right now, that's not happening. We're not. It is not. Th- that is the fundamental number one role is we've got to protect the people of this country. T- look, uh, tell us about your brother. Tell us about Rocky. I, I will. First, I want to say this. Uh, it's not about uh, immigrants. It's about illegal immigration. And it's about the criminal element in that. It's not about immigration. It's about the illegal immigration. Now, I want to tell you about my brother. My brother was the was a general soldier we'll ever, ever meet. He was our big brother. He was our best friend. And he left a daughter <clears throat> that is a wonderful young lady. And she is going through a lot of hard times right now. <clears throat> but um, How old is she? Uh, it's, she's 26. Her name's Cheyenne Jones. And um, uh, but it's t- really, it's- really hard for her right now. Jody, take your time. Is there anything we can do to help? I'd love to help. Um, well, here's the thing, Andy. We're fighting two, two, two battlegrounds here. Um, one is the sanctuary laws, SB 54. President Trump is doing a fantastic job there uh, when he's introducing the new. You know, he's trying to get it to where uh, people are held accountable. And, and we hear this. All the time, you're not above the law. Well, our lawmakers are above the, above the above the law right now because they could do anything they want. They could write anything they want to, and make it a law, and and never be held accountable. And right now, the stuff they're writing is not protecting the citizens of this great nation. It is not happening. You got the other battleground that we're fighting <clears throat> is um, the the this man went in and, and into Walmart and stole 300 rounds of ammunition. With, without no, it was it was easy for him to just walk in, take it, and he walked out. To me, being who I am, knowing what I do, if somebody can easily walk into a place like Walmart and being able to take 300 rounds of ammunition and walk it out without anybody knowing, and then starting a reign of terror immediately after he steals it, there's something wrong there. Something wrong. I don't know. Tell me more about your brother and his family and his kids. My brother, he was, uh, like I said, he was the, he was the oldest of five boys. Um, he only had one child and that was Cheyenne and, uh, they're really close. And that's why she is, she's tore up. It's, it's hard for her to do anything really. Um, he, um, he was always there for her. You know, she really don't have anybody now but us. I mean, it's never, it's, it's not the same when you don't have your dad. Um, but it's, it's, it's a shame, Mr. Hannity, what's going on right now. Um, but, you know, <clears throat> I'm sorry, sir. I'm getting a little no, you choked have, up here. I understand. <clears throat> Everybody understands. It's, um, my brother was, 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 was probably the nicest man that you would ever meet. I, I want to help any way I can. I know our audience will help, but I got to tell you, the most fundamental thing that we have to start with is we got we to gotta stop the government from allowing this to happen. We've got to stop yeah. them 
from what they're aiding and abetting criminals, violent criminals in many cases now. Yes, and we don't understand how that's happening. We don't understand how that is even possible. I don't either. That's against the law for somebody coming to this nation. It's against the law to aid and abet. Do it the right way. You know, in the state of New York where I am, there's no bail. You you go in, you commit the worst crime, and you don't get any bail. You go. You, they let you well, go. Out here in California, we have it too. We have the bail reform. So you know, depending on what crime it is, uh, most of the criminals are just getting out uh, without bail, and they're committing other crimes. So again, again, this is where I go back to: these lawmakers are writing these laws, and there's no accountability for them because because they won't do their job. That's why. Right. They won't do their job. They're not protecting. The, the citizens of this great nation, this great country. And, and, and I would like to say this, too. We are living in the best country on this planet. My family are proud to be Americans. Myself, all my family, we are proud to be Americans. And what we want is we want our government to start protecting their citizens. Well, I just want and, you to... Uh, and, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. We know President Trump is doing his best. He is, uh, Listen, remember, he, he couldn't get them to sign off on border wall money. So what did he do? He found, he, he followed the path of Obama. He was able to reallocate unused funds from the Defense Department. Now he finally got the money. We have 100 miles of new wall and many more miles repaired. And they'll have 400, we expect, by the end of the year. Um, I will tell you, you know, he, but he's, it's a heavy lift. In the second term of Obama, Democrats sounded like Trump. And where the sanctuary city mentality came from, I don't know. Because that, to me, is... We don't either. If I did that, I would go to jail. If I helped someone right. commit a crime, I'd go to jail. I think most conservatives would go to jail. We wouldn't even think of it. We, we're law-abiding, tax-paying, you know, we're good people. I know we're smelly Absolutely. Walmart shoppers and un- they're irredeemable deplorables, but seriously, I don't even, I, I am so, it, the pain your family experienced was preventable. It didn't yes, have to happen. anybody else to go through this. And that's why we're trying to fight this fight with President Trump. Well, I want to just say anything we could ever do, any bill you're fighting for, anything we could do for Rocky's daughter, Anything you need, I know I want to help personally, and I know my audience would like to help. In the meantime, we're praying for all of you, and we Thank support you, you in your effort and your courage that you have to, to change these laws. We want, we want to stand with you and your family, because we, like you, you, no other family should have to go through this again. No family in America should ever have to deal with You're another right. instance like this. You're absolutely right. Absolutely right. And if there's anything that we can do, <clears throat> if, if nothing changes, it's not because we're not trying to fight for it. That's well, going to be a fact. Jody Jones, God bless you and your family. Please tell Rocky's daughter we're all praying for her. We're pulling for her. If I could ever do anything to help her, I'm, 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 just call me. I'll do whatever I can do. Okay? Thank you, sir. God bless you, and God bless America. Thank you. So he can say whatever he wants. He can say whatever he wants, but I do pray for him, and I do so sincerely and without anguish. You know, I gently, that's why I pray for everybody else. Uh, I thought what he said about 
he said about Senator Romney was particularly without class. What did he say? There's some people who use faith as an excuse to do the wrong thing. So you remember what he said about Romney? You got that there? What? It's so inappropriate at a prayer breakfast. You want to go to the prayer breakfast, prayer in the school, vouchers, a woman's right to choose, all those things that, that the white audience for. God bless you. That's It's a prayer breakfast, and that's something about faith. You know, it may not be something I agree with, but it's appropriate. But to go into the stock market and raising up his acquittal thing and mischaracterizing uh, other people's motivation, he's talking about things that he knows little about, faith and prayer. Do you often counsel your members to be dignified in their response? Yes. To take the high ground. Did you step on that message by tearing up? No, I did not. Opinion? No, I did not. I tore up a manifesto of mistruths. It's very hard for us to get you to talk about the issues that we are working on, uh, HR3, infrastructure and the rest. He misrepresented all of that was necessary to get the attention of the American people to say this is not true and this is how it affects you. And I don't need any lessons from anybody, especially the President of the United States, about dignity. Dignity. Is it okay to start saying four more years in the House of Representatives? It's just unheard of. Yeah, Nancy Pelosi now. Oh, she's going to lecture us on on decorum. I mean, it's it really the the breathtaking hypocrisy, the double standard, everything in between is unbelievable. Uh, and oh, yeah, she tore it up. It's a manifesto of mistruth. Uh, your side has been lying for three years and proven liars. All right. Twenty five now to the top of the hour. We'll get to some calls coming up this half hour. So the president had two appearances today, one at the National Prayer Breakfast. I mean, he was on a roll at times funny but also dealing with what is significantly serious. The three years of never-ending, nonstop, endless conspiracy theories, lies, smears, besmirchment, attacks to destroy him. Here's the president, and he spoke later at the White House with a group of supporters, many of them, at times very funny, at other times very serious, because it is. Listen. Weeks ago and again yesterday, courageous Republican politicians and leaders had the wisdom, fortitude, and strength to do what everyone knows was right. I don't like people who use their faith as justification for doing what they know is wrong. Nor do I like people who say, I pray for you when they know that that's not so. So many people have been hurt, and we can't let that go on. And I'll be discussing that a little bit later at the White House. In December 2018, California police detained an illegal alien with five prior arrests, including convictions for robbery and assault. But as required by California's sanctuary law, local authorities released him. Days later, the criminal alien went on a gruesome spree of deadly violence. He viciously shot one man going about his daily work. He approached a woman sitting in her car and shot her in the arm and in the chest. He walked into a convenience store and wildly fired his weapon. He hijacked a truck and smashed into vehicles, critically injuring innocent victims. 
One of the victims is a terrible, terrible situation. Died, 51-year-old American named Rocky Jones. Rocky was at a gas station when this vile criminal fired eight bullets at him from close range, murdering him in cold blood. Rocky left behind a devoted family, including his brothers, who loved him more than anything else in the world. One of his grieving brothers is here with us tonight. Jody, would you please stand? Jody, thank you. Jody, our hearts weep for your loss, and we will not rest until you have justice. We've all been through a lot together, and uh, we probably deserve that hand for all of us because uh, it's been a very unfair situation. Uh, I invited some of our very good friends, and we have limited room, but everybody wanted to come. We kept it down to a minimum, and believe it or not, this is a minimum. Uh, But a tremendous thing was done over the last number of months. But really, if you go back to it over the last number of years, we had the witch hunt. It started from the day... We came down the elevator, myself and our future first lady who's with us right now. Thank you, Melania. And it never really stopped. Uh, We've been going through this now for over three years. Uh, It was evil. It was corrupt. It was dirty cops. Uh, It was leakers and liars. And this should never, ever happen to another president, ever. I don't know that other presidents would have been able to take it. Some people said no, they wouldn't have. But I can tell you, at a minimum, uh, you have to focus on this because it can get away very quickly. No matter who you have with you, it can get away very quickly. It was a disgrace. Uh, Had I not fired James Comey, who was a disaster, by the way, uh, it's possible I wouldn't even be standing here right now. We caught him in the act. Dirty cops, bad people. If this happened to President Obama, a lot of people would have been in jail for a long time already, many, many years. And this is really not a news conference. It's not a speech. It's not anything. It's just we're sort of, uh, it's a celebration because we have something that just worked out. I mean, it worked out. We went through hell unfairly, did nothing wrong, did nothing wrong. I've done things wrong in my life, I will admit. Not purposely, but I've done things wrong. But this is what the end result is. You can take that home, honey, maybe we'll frame it. It's the only good headline I've ever had in the Washington Post. But every paper is the same. Does anybody have those papers? Does anybody have them? Because they're really uh, like that, so I appreciate that. Uh, But some of the people here have been incredible warriors. They're warriors. And there's nothing from a legal standpoint. This is a political thing. And every time I'd say, this is unfair, let's go to court, they say, sir, you can't go to court. This is politics. And we were treated unbelievably unfairly. And you have to understand, uh, we first went through Russia, Russia, Russia. It was all (laughs) We then went through the Mueller report. And they should have come back one day later. They didn't. They came back two years later after 
lives were ruined, after people went bankrupt, after people lost all their money. You see, we thought after the election it would stop, but it didn't stop. It just started. And tremendous corruption. Tremendous corruption. So we had a campaign. Little did we know we were running against some very, very bad and evil people with fake dossiers, with all of these horrible, dirty cops that took these dossiers and did bad things. They knew all about it. The FISA courts should be ashamed of themselves. Uh, it's a very tough thing. And then we ended up winning on Russia, Russia, Russia. It should have taken the one day, as I said, and it took years. Then Bob Mueller testified. That didn't work out so well for the other side. <laughs> And, you know, I wrote this down because that was where a thing called the insurance policy. To me, when I saw the insurance policy, and that was done long before the election, that was done when they thought that Hillary Clinton was going to win. And by the way, Hillary Clinton and the DNC paid for millions, millions of dollars, the fake dossier. And now Christopher Steele admits that it's a fake because he got sued by rich people. I should have sued him too, but when you're president, people don't like suing. I want to thank my legal team, by the way, not for that advice, but for <laughs> other advice. You know, I had some that said, oh, I wish you didn't make the call, and that's okay. If they need that, it's, it's incorrect. It's totally incorrect. And then you have some that used religion as a crutch. They never used it before. An article written today, never heard him use it before. But today, you know, it's one of those things. But, you know, it's a failed presidential candidate, so things can happen when you fail so badly running for president. And who actually was deceived to an extent. It comes from a great state, Utah, where my poll numbers have gone through the roof. and. One of the senators' poll numbers, and not this one, went down big. You saw that? You saw that, Mike? But Mike Lee is a brilliant guy. He's difficult. And right at the beginning, he knew we were right, Mike. And I appreciate it very much. You're just fantastic. And say hello to the people of Utah and tell them, I'm sorry about Mitt Romney. I'm sorry. Okay? Think of what we could have done. If we had the same genius, because it's genius, I will say it's genius on the other side, maybe even more so, because they took nothing and brought me to a final vote of impeachment. That's a very ugly word to me. It's a very dark word, very ugly. They took nothing. They took a phone call that was a totally appropriate call. I call it a perfect call, because it was. And they brought me to the final stages of impeachment. But now we have that gorgeous word. I never thought a word would sound so good. It's called total acquittal. <laughs> total acquittal. I have to start with Kevin. Man, did you do a job. Lucky you're there. Lucky you're there. Because it wouldn't have worked out. If you don't have the right people, I'll tell you, Kevin McCarthy has done an incredible job. And he loves his job, and he loves his country. Tell you what, Mitch and Kevin, they love what they do. 
Now, Mitch wouldn't even tell you he liked it. Say, Mitch, do you like it? I don't know. He's the greatest poker player, right? Kevin will say, I love it, right? And I will say that uh, you're going to be Speaker of the House because of this impeachment hoax. I really believe it. I really believe it. And I'm going to work hard on it. I've always said they're lousy politicians, but they do two things. They're vicious and mean. Vicious. These people are vicious. Adam Schiff is a vicious, horrible person. Nancy Pelosi is a horrible person. And she wanted to impeach a long time ago when she said, I pray for the president. I pray for the president. She doesn't pray. She may pray, but she prays for the opposite. (laughs) But I doubt she prays at all. Pretty powerful moments today. I know many of you missed it. Well, a full coverage of this tonight on Hannity. Um, All right, let's go to Donna in Maryland. Donna, hi. How are you? Glad you called. Hi, Sean. It's such a pleasure to speak with you again. I know it's been a while, and thank you for doing the heavy lifting on behalf of our nation and independent conservative media. Uh, The truth has no agenda, and President Trump has definitely reminded us of that because he's told the truth all along. He's vindicated by way of the acquittal. It was an amazing 48 hours for us, and I want to appeal to... Democrats that are sitting on the sidelines who love America to walk away from the Democrat Party. It's it's over for these swamp dwellers. It's it's time for us to, to really think about people that are questionable, maybe even Christopher Ray, Rhino Romney. Uh, you know, we gotta get real about this stuff. We have to keep America great, and I can't wait for equal justice under our laws. Well, I hope it happens. It can't happen soon enough. I'll put it that way. Anyway, thank you, Donna. We appreciate it. Rob is in North Carolina next on the Sean Hannity Show. What's up, Rob? How are you? Not much, Sean. I'm doing well, and thanks for having me on the show today. Thank you for being so with I us. Wanna, Glad you called. The, these Democrats are amazing to me. You know, they first want to nullify the votes of 63 million people, and over the past three years they've been trying to do that. And now, just this week, now we'll go to the caucus chaos. They want to now nullify the votes of their own party. Those that voted in the caucuses, they are not pleased with those results either. And it's just amazing to me that if those elitist establishment Democrats don't get their way, they will do anything by any means to nullify votes of the citizens of this country, no matter what party. Well, I will say this. And I, I, I maybe I'm getting repetitive and we're going to be looking at you first, you know, in 271 days. You know that, right? We'll be watching North Carolina uh, because you're going to come up first and that'll be a big indication how the night's going to go, I think. Uh, so we're counting on North Carolina. But, you know, I wish I could say with certainty that I know what's going to happen and what's going to be announced in 271 days or 272, depending, you know, if it's late into the next morning. But I will tell you. There's a lot at stake here now. This is not a game. This is, this is about our country, our Constitution, about the rule of law, and it's about future generations. So that part, I'm as serious as the president in this. Um, Rob, thank you. And by the way, thanks to all of you in this audience for what you do every day. What do I always say? We're all spokes in a wheel. You know, and, and okay, maybe you're so busy, but just vote. And if you need how to register and all that stuff, we put it up informationally on Hannity.com. Um, if you can help your candidates, 
I'd urge you to get involved. You, you know what? You'll be you'll you'll get a sense of satisfaction. And uh, and we're gonna do our our thing here and on TV every night. Thanks to all of you giving me this mic and that camera every day. I don't take it for granted. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. All right, full coverage tonight uh, as it relates to the madness in the Democratic Party. They want to keep going. That's how sick this has gotten. Uh, We still don't have 100% of the Iowa caucuses in, so we have a shift show there. Uh, We'll have Carl Rove in the whiteboard. Where do we stand 271 days out? Senator Blackburn of Tennessee, Steve Scalise, Senator John Kennedy, Gates, uh, Bongino, Roe, Piero, Geraldo. We got loaded up. 9 Eastern Hannity tonight. We'll see you then. We'll be back here tomorrow with only 270 days to go till you shock the world. Thanks for being with us.